with more sweet, sweet Bo Burnham content. I loved adventuring with you guys through the last podcast where we broke down just one song, How the World Works. The song in itself deserved its own episode, and it was my favorite, and it dealt with a lot of international relations jargon, which I love, love, love. So today we're going to be talking about the metamorphosis of Bo Burnham's entire career, and how all three of his comedy specials actually intertwine with each other, as they're really connected content-wise. So we'll be talking about Bo's struggle with his own concepts of himself and his authenticity, and if his special inside represented a pretentious self-importance disguised as woke self-reflection. So... Uh oh, <laughs> we're we're gonna kind of break it down and and evaluate his authenticity and if it was supposed to be authentic and these weird feelings that people got after finishing um his special. We're gonna deep dive on that. So, welcome to the Adventure with Me podcast, where we take deep dives through media, art, and literature to explore exactly why we think the way we think, question what we believe, and learn something new. I'm your host, Reese, and I'm so excited that you decided to adventure with me today. You can visit HelloReese.com for more blogs, podcasts, YouTube videos, deals, and more. That's HelloReese.com, H-E-W-W-O-R-E-E-S. E.com. So, Bo Burnham. <laughs> His brand in itself is a doozy. He has a career in the niche brand of self-aware musical comedy. So, let me give a brief background on our comedian here. He is very self-aware, if I have not mentioned it enough, so much so that it hurts. And he focuses on musical comedy, and usually performs stand-up comedy, so it's like a musical theater, one-man show type of stuff. As a kid at 16, Bo Burnham started on YouTube in 2006, uh, doing YouTube parody music that was edgy, and honestly, it just didn't age well, like most things from the internet from that time frame, and Bo himself even considers his early work to be, quote, offensive, (laughs) and we'll go more into that later as we talk about, like, cancel culture, personal responsibility, and personal morality change and accountability. So Bo went viral early and completely on accident. He wrote a parody song called, quote, my whole family dot 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 thinks I'm gay and filmed himself performing um, and singing doing piano in his bedroom. And he uploaded it to YouTube, which in 2006 was relatively like not known. I don't think I knew about it back then. And he uploaded his song to YouTube so he could send it to his brother. And before he knew it, the video amassed 10 million views. So, oops. (laughs) His career was springboarded since then, and Bo has a long resume. Some of the most well-known is Zach Stone's Gonna Be Famous in 2013. I'll grace your eyes and ears from a clip from that. I'll come back later. Brother, what are you talking about? Come in. No, really. It can wait. Andy, seriously, come in. Get out of my kitchen, mate! Get the out, you little Born and raised in London, sweeping chimneys, cooking on cobblestone, mate. 
You don't know me. Get out of my kitchen. In the same year of Bo's MTV show, we get his first stand-up comedy special, What? It was a standard musical comedy performance, though Bo definitely was not the first musical comedian. Bo Burnham was still shockingly different for his time. He was a one-man show that incorporated live voice editing such as auto-tune and long pre-recorded material, which was very, very different for the time. Here's an excerpt. My friend's old roommate's friend said he knew you in high school and you became a real asshole once all this comedy stuff started happening. What, what is it, man? You think you're better than us? Think you're better than us just because you're tall? Whoa, congrats, man, you're tall. Wow. His 2013 special, What, hits as a very run-of-the-mill musical comedy compared to his next live comedy special, Make Happy, released three years later in 2016, where Bo Burnham really takes a sharp artistic turn in subverting our expectations of what his musical comedy special is expected to be. I do want to add that people say that What was a better show, but I don't think it's a fair comparison to compare the two. His special What was more for the people and Make Happy was for himself. He spoke about things that he felt strongly about rather than the stuff people could relate to, and I love both shows for their own ways for different reasons. That being said, I did prefer Make Happy in his later special, and he lured us in from normal jokes about huge Chipotle burritos the size of your head and hands too big to fit inside of Pringles cans, and then in the same song hits us with this. Come and watch the skinny kid with a steadily declining mental health And laugh as he attempts to give you what he cannot give himself Bo here is experimenting with questioning the notion of what is funny, a question that he loves to ask in all of his shows, and he's showing us this gray area that exists in comedy. He takes a song that starts on the surface level issues, such as Chipotle burritos and Pringles cans, and connects it to how we want to talk about those things as a means to escape, and how that makes him feel guilty, because he has this captive audience who will listen to to him and discuss, and he admits that there's a lot of luck that got him where he is today. So should he be using his influence for something greater? The song itself is representative of his internal struggles as a performer, and he can freely point out why that makes him uncomfortable, and we can still laugh because it's not like it's something that we didn't know. It's just something that isn't openly talked about, especially by the performers themselves. Part of being an influential artist usually comes with this belief that you're a type of role model or in your little way you're healing the world with comedy, but Bo struggles with those platitudes. So it's very apparent that Bo at this point in 2016 is struggling with his personal identity both as a person and as a performer. And at this point, Bo decides to take a break from performing. His next comedy special isn't until 2021, almost five years after Make Happy. And at the beginning of his 2021 special Inside, Bo is honest with us and tells us that he stopped performing on stage due to his anxiety because he would have panic attacks on stage. So during this break from performing for us in front of the camera, Bo writes and produces Eighth Grade. In 2019, his film Eighth Grade is about kids who grow up with social media and how the world differs widely between two generations of kids, namely Gen Z and the younger millennial crowd. 
that they're age-wise so close but have hugely different social experiences because of technology and the prevalence of social media, and that generational divide is something that Bo hones in on in his movie. Here's an excerpt from the high schoolers asking the 8th grader when she first got Snapchat. Snapchat, what grade? I'm the same age as Bo, around the same age, and I didn't have social media until I'll say high school, maybe freshman year, when I got a MySpace. <laughs> and YouTube just started a year before that, I think, and so I saved myself some embarrassment absolutely, by being tardy to the party on that one, and Bo goes in on that a lot. But for people who have had access to social media at such a younger age, there's not only the pressure of a perceived importance of an attractive and likable online persona, but there's this unspoken expectation to keep up with those appearances when you go to school, and the stress that that type of performance brings on a child, especially as young children growing into adult and as they're learning and growing and developing, so is their concept of self. So they're susceptible to be pressured to live up to an incredible standard where nothing else matters except likability and acceptance from peers at the detriment of their well-being. And as we know, entertainment is widely used as a form of escapism. And though social media is not entertainment per se in terms of self-expression, Bo still recognizes the performance aspect that comes with self-expression because of the expectation of expressing yourself through social media platforms. So you don't just express yourself as a person on social media, you write, rewrite, and perform the ideas or concepts of self in the hopes of interaction and praise by others. You post with the expectation of likes, hearts, and follows by either people you do know and love or people you don't. And for Bo as a performer in a social climate where people are expected to play characters of themselves online and live up to that persona, he struggles a lot with his own concepts of self and his authenticity. And I do believe that is why Bo took such a long five-year break from performing to do this film. If he, as an adult, struggles so much with feeling this intense pressure of likable performativity, how debilitating must it be for a child to have a kind of unlimited access to a perpetual appearance and personality mirror that comes in the form of a phone or a laptop? It's important to bring up that during Bo's last performance in his 2016 Make Happy special, Bo is introducing these concepts of not only his own experience performing in comedy, but how in life we perform for each other all the time. Here's an excerpt from his 2016 special. I was born in 1990 and I was sort of raised in America when it was a cult of self-expression and I was just taught, you know, express myself and have things to say and everyone will care about them. And I think everyone was taught that and most of us found out no one gives a shit what we think. So we flock to performers by the thousands because we're the few that have found an audience and then I'm supposed to get up here and say, follow your dreams as if this is a meritocracy. It is not, okay? I had a privileged life and I got lucky and I'm unhappy. <laughs> they say it's, it's like the me generation. It's not. It's not. The arrogance is taught or it was cultivated. It's, it's self-conscious. That's what it is. It's the... It's conscious of self. What the social media, it's just the market's answer 
to a generation that demanded to perform. So the market said, here, perform everything to each other all the time for no reason. It's prison. It's horrific. It is performer and audience melded together. What do we want more than to lie in our bed at the end of the day and just watch our life as a satisfied audience member? I know very little about anything, but what I do know is that if you can live your life without an audience, you should do it. Here he is, a widely successful performer, telling people to live without an audience if they can. Yet he admits he craves that same attention and acceptance from the same audience. So he realizes this irony and in some way the hypocrisy. But at the same time, he's being genuine about this sentiment of living without an audience. And these thoughts end up really destroying him in his special inside because of how much they clash. Remember, Make Happy subverted our expectations, giving us a balance of comedy and existential dread concepts, but the tone in Inside was clearly much darker. That being said, 8th Grade was an excellent film for anyone at any age, especially if you're someone who finds it difficult to empathize with younger people and their experiences. This movie would be a fantastic watch. And then after Bo finishes his film 8th grade, he moves on to make his brand new comedy special Inside for 2021. Bo said that he was ready to come back and perform. And well, the pandemic happened, and he just wasn't able to perform live anymore. Life's irony is so cruel, but there are some things in life that you cannot control, and with that, Bo made his first non-live comedy special inside. And something that I loved so much about Bo Burnham's live stage performances was how good he was at controlling, manipulating, and engaging the crowd. But even with his edited content and his non-live content, in his non-live medium, he's still able to manipulate and engage with us. And this was something I wasn't expecting coming into his special inside. So although we had a five-year gap between Make Happy and Inside, the specials work as a direct transition and literal progression from one special into the other. Bo makes this clear visually as he is seen exiting one door at the end of Make Happy in 2016 and entering that same door into the room used for Inside in 2021. And I loved that because it makes complete sense content-wise. But remember, Make Happy subverted our expectations, starting light and getting heavy, but Inside, however, is a direct transition into that existential dread from the last 15 minutes of Make Happy, as he's struggling with his own concepts of self and needing the approval of an audience. Bo, in the very end of Make Happy, ends by addressing the audience with this song. So if you know or ever knew how to be happy on a scale from one to two now are you happy you're everything you hated are you happy hey look ma i made it are you happy we felt like Bo was willing to be sad if it made his audience happy. He'd figure it out because he admits, after all, he's privileged, he has money, fame, attention, and after all, he gives people that escape through entertainment. And I genuinely think that he felt like that was enough for him and he'd end up figuring it out. If we're happy, he'd be all right. But Inside's tone walked a line of cynicism that Make Happy didn't have, and he really struggled between overthinking 
and his desire to be apathetic. And that type of struggle is something that a lot of people face in the wake of this woke culture that we're experiencing. This work exists as a commentary to challenge the type of binary that exists within this woke culture. The binary being either being woke is good or being woke is bad. You as a person and as a performer, you are either 100% unproblematic or you did something wrong once so you need to be deplatformed. I genuinely believe he regrets some of the things that he's done in the past, such as the My Family Thinks I'm Gay video that made him rise to fame, because though the video was not done in malice, it was done in ignorance, and he was complicit in the prejudice against the LGBTQ community. Living most of his life in the public eye, we see him struggling to forgive himself because he knows that he was 16 and he didn't know better, and he wants to do better now, but even though he's doing better now, and he tries not to punch down with his comedy, is that even enough? These are the things that he's asking himself in this special. So he can't stop these deeper existential thoughts, but then at the same time, he's thinking, I wish I didn't care so much, so I wouldn't have to think so much about these things, but wait, does that make me a bad person if I don't consider these deeper implications, these deeper issues? I think Bo really fears being a tone-deaf celebrity. For example, do you guys remember in the wake of the pandemic with the celebrities singing Imagine in their mansions, generally removed from the harsher realities of the pandemic? They sang, while most citizens are wondering if COVID tests are coming and if their doctors will have enough masks, if they'll have a job in two weeks and how they can possibly afford a hospital stay if them or their children get sick. Ellen sang isolation in her mansion was, quote, like a prison, and they could genuinely be struggling. Sure, people who have privilege struggle in their own ways and can feel isolated, but it's more of a, damn, do you not have eyes and see the rest of the world and see what's going on? Read the room. So I really think that Bo struggles with even saying that he's struggling or that he's lonely because he feels like he doesn't deserve to. Bo begins his 2021 special Inside with the lyric, Robert's been a little depressed, oh. Interestingly enough, he refers to himself as Robert instead of Bo for the first time in any of his specials. And I find this as a nuanced way to let us know his persona as Bo has been causing his own self, Robert, to become depressed. In his prior works, we see him express that living as a persona, as Bo, can cause harm to your sense of self. And he continues with the song. And so today I'm gonna try just getting up, sitting down, going back to work. Might not help, but still it couldn't hurt. I'm sitting down, writing jokes, singing silly songs. I'm sorry I was gone, but look, I made you some content. What we all try to do when we're not feeling well, or rather what we have to do, is get up, sit down, and get to work. And it doesn't help, but you get by a little bit every day. And what makes this line disturbing, though, is because Bo isn't just sitting at a desk filling out forms like I do. His job is to make us happy. His job is to make us like him and present and perform for us. And we can think that that sounds easy, but Bo has shown us that 
that it's not, and it's not for him. As we saw in his 2016 special Make Happy, it made him happy to make us, the audience, happy. But here, it doesn't anymore. Instead of being proud, it sounds like a chore to perform for us or an obligation. In the song, he even apologizes for his absence and he spends the entire inside special miserable because he knows it's his job to make us happy, but he's struggling to do that in good conscience now because of this hyper-awareness of the inequality, pain, and general unhappiness that most people have to face day to day. So he struggles with comedy now because of his self-awareness and self-reflection that causes this guilt. And the viewer really feels that struggle from Bo, and it's uncomfortable because of this meta-narrative that messes with the viewer's ability to know when we are seeing a genuine struggle versus artistic expression, or if this is all a meticulously staged fictional breakdown. And I think this blurred line of authenticity sits a bit off for most people because Bo definitely can come across as pretentious, but the thing is, is that he's aware of it. He goes between this tension of wanting so badly to be honest and authentic and the factors of which make it difficult for him to do so because of his money, his fame, and white privilege. Because I have followed Bo's growth as a performer, I personally believe that he actually wants to help people, but is bound by his own narcissism and greed, which is a theme that is explored a lot in his past work. But I can't help but know that Bo has this opportunity if he wanted to, to not be honest at all. After all, this is a performance. He is performing being vulnerable. He's carefully deciding how to look and sound vulnerable. It's written, planned, and rehearsed and edited. But when are we not? We dress and speak and present ourselves differently in different situations. Sure, this special is 100% performative, but it doesn't exactly matter if his emotions and breakdowns are real or for show, because it's about the concepts of how disillusioned performance feels. I've live-streamed myself singing, I've streamed video games, and I've gotten anxious and frustrated and sad when people would join and leave. So why do I bother live-streaming instead of just singing alone or playing a game with my friends and family? Why bother setting up a laptop to even edit this video and record a podcast for people I'll never see on the other side? I must be crazy or neurotic or egotistic a maniac who wants attention? Or do I just have the desire to share with people myself and my thoughts and my experiences? I get what Bo is getting at. On any scale, we just want to be seen as authentic. And for some more than others, creativity and expression is one way to give the world a little window into what makes us us. I've seen some really harsh internet criticism of Bo's work, especially on his 2021 special Inside. People were saying his special comes off as pretentious self-importance that's disguised as this woke self-reflection. 
or criticizing Bo for struggling at all just because he has this white guilt and having this white existentialist dread. And I think Bo would agree with these sentiments. And of course, it's true that he does have these privileges, but it is not everything that his art encapsulates. What makes Inside unique is that there's a self-awareness of his privilege and his luck. And we watch what happens when someone who's used to getting all that attention and is starved of it. He's a YouTube kid who is able to rise to the top through talent, but that comes with the dark side and he's just trying to engage with all of those challenges while challenging himself with the literal deconstruction of his identity and sense of reality. The question of Bo showcasing his struggles, of showing his authenticity and actually being sincere versus being pretentious is fair. We can have our own evaluations, but we will not know his intentions. But what we do know is that he tried to make a comedy special and failed because it got off the rails asking what's funny. If he has the right to laugh at a time like this, even if he was a complete egomaniac and an insufferable person, you see all of that being stripped away and what's left is a sad man who craves attention and praise and got lucky and has everything he could ever want, but he's not happy. And he's alone left to deal with all of these serious mental health issues. If you have any compassion at all, despite what the authenticity of his performance, this sentiment is real and it's devastating to watch. The very last minutes of his special end with the song, It'll Stop Any Day Now, a sentiment we all tell ourselves, not only since the beginning of this pandemic, but... It is something we tell ourselves to get through rough periods in our life. It'll stop any day now, which of course is a comfort, but it's not true, at least in the way I've experienced healing. But of course, that's in the interpretation of your experiences, and that's what makes art so fun, right? It's all in the interpretation. There isn't a right or wrong way to feel something. We're all just working through our self-awareness of why something makes us feel a certain way. And we expect things to work the same with comedy. We just want to laugh because something is funny and we don't want to think about it and we just want to escape. And even this whole time when Bo was pointing the camera at himself, he manages to make me think more introspectively as if he's pointing the lens at me asking, well, what are you laughing at? It'll stop any day now. Any day now. Any day now. It'll stop any day now. Any day now. Any day now. It'll stop any day now. Any day now.